Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, guys. Welcome to the Timothy Hot Show. Shout out to uh, all for listening in today. I uh, appreciate it. Happy Friday, uh, all over around the world. Uh, I thank you so much for listening to an end. Um, I'm a little under the weather. I'm trying to get over the flu, but nevertheless, I'm still here. Uh, better than ever in uh, here to service you. Um, so I thank you. I'm going to jump into a shot. We, uh, we have a great uh, special guest here on the show today, uh, Martina Carter, who uh, was uh, here on the show uh, previously, and um, again, she's a friend to the show. She was a great interview last time she was on, so uh, this interview I expect to be even better, because she's really good in psychotherapy and uh, mental health uh, in that field, and she's really, really great at what she does, and uh, she's great. We've had great reviews, and I've heard great things about her, so I can't, uh, she's uh, on the show here today again, so I can't wait. I'm really excited, and um, so I'm going to jump into uh, uh, the song by uh, Miss Ella May, uh, and we're on the arrival of Miss uh, Medina Carter. Thank you so much for tuning in. Miss Carter? Yes. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hi. Thank you for having me. No problem. I, I, I'm great. I'm, I'm uh, great to have you back on again. I, I, uh, I was just uh, letting the listeners know what an amazing interview I had with you uh, previously. I said, like you know, great to have you back on the show. You, you, and, uh, you are truly uh, a force to be reckoned with in the uh, the field of mental health. Uh, so, um, I, thanks for uh, taking time out to come on uh, again on the show. Um, before I uh, discuss, uh, I want to uh, touch basically with two topics today. Um, first off, being um, the government shutdown that we're currently at the world, the United States is currently experiencing. Um, if I may ask, um, what type of, what do you think uh, are the type of effects it could have on our mental health? Yeah, I definitely think that the um, shutdown has created significant levels of depression because it, and anxiety and stress. It, because the thing is, is that if, if you don't have money, money is what we really need to survive. How can you pay for your medication? If you're someone mm-hmm. who struggles with depression or struggle with a mental illness, then you need to take your anxiety meds every day depending on where you work so that, that you are able to keep going. If you're not getting a paycheck, then, then you're at this point trying to figure out what is the most important. So do I pay for my anxiety meds because that is what keeps me in my depression because that's what gets me out of bed every day to keep me going to work or do I pay for my rent or do I pay for food? So I definitely think that it creates – it actually um, – is a snowball effect, which I think is the point. I think the point is, is so that, so that, um, you know, because really the the shutdown affects democratic workers. There's no, there's no um, person in the one percent that works for a government agency. And so the thing is, is that that is that's the point. The point is, is to break the people down so that the wall could be built. And and mm-hmm. and that that is exactly. What is happening? There are a lot of people that are emotionally affected, and this will be something that can create long-lasting fears that whenever 
whenever you have a president who isn't getting what he wants and he takes it out on the people and now everyone is suffering. So that can be a fear to like, okay, well, when is the next time this is going to happen? Maybe I need to save up money just in case I do go a month with no pay. And, and for anybody, even people who make millions of dollars, a month with no income, no matter what, if you have millions of dollars, you have millions of dollars in bills. You know, it, it's a stre- it's a, a increased level of stress for everyone. So, the, so for those individuals that are um, uh, that the um, shutdown is affecting directly, what I mean, those who are working at uh, let's say like TSA who are receiving a check at all, any type of pay at all, and they're um, they're still required to go to work. The thing is, they have the they have whether they have to uh, gas their vehicles to get to and from work, and they have no food, there's no money, and those who who live paycheck to paycheck, um, and they're near losing their home, losing their apartments because there's no income, and those who have children, you know, um, it, it's stressful, but at the same time, it, what do you tell those individuals that, you know, hey, it, you know, even though you're stressing, hey, but there's a reality that's still the way that's still there, you know what I'm saying? And a lot, you know, some of them are so depressed, they don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't really, you know, know the what you can tell them because you, I mean, the thing is, is there is no answer. If, I think if people had some something they can tell them, obviously, thank you for your service, and we want to know how do you continue to go by, but the thing is, you know, go to work without being paid, but the thing is, is that a lot of these people that are afraid that, yeah, maybe I have a month with no pay, but if I don't go to work and not be paid for this period of time, once the government shutdown has uh, uh, commenced, then, then the thing is, is then if I haven't been going to work, then I'm without a job, or I could be fired for not going to work. So, you know, the thing is, is just letting them know that, like, at some point this will pass and keep hope, and hopefully that there are good people out there that are trying to provide services. I know that there are um, with the airline, um, the pilots uh, were giving pizza and stuff, and there are a lot of people who were donating and, you know, creating, like, GoFundMe pages and stuff for people who are a part of the government, but there's not really an answer to that. But, you know, when you think about who, you know, what, what name you punched when you voted in 2016, right. so that, that's the only, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, this, the, those people who, who voted for him, and I know people of color who voted for them, who are also government oh. workers, are kind of like, Ugh, yeah. So it's like, you know, sometimes you have to think about your actions and think about the consequences right. before you do certain things because sometimes our consequences have long-term lasting effects. The effects may not happen right away, but there's residual to the things that we do and we don't consciously think about our actions in the moment. Right. Right. But you know, I um I I I really hope that, you know, at at some point, you know, this uh comes, you know, to and then, you know, so that, you know, these workers can, you know, get back to, you know, their you know, at least try to get back to their normal lives. if I can ask also about regard uh to the shutdown, do you think um you know, President himself, do you think that there's some type of uh Mental issues or something going on up there because I mean it's it, it, it's a wall that that he that he's trying to stress to get built that if he builds this wall and I'm not trying to get to the politics but 
if he builds this wall, whether he builds it or not, people that they're gonna find another alternative to come over here. So you they can just build, build a stairs wall. on the other side. <laughs> Climb right. So right. So it's like it's a waste of money. You know what I'm saying? So it's the stress that you're trying to get done, but at the same time, you know, you call it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but I just think I just think it's I just think it's very crazy. You know. Yeah. It's and it's not his money. I, I I think that he needs to sit down with someone of uh, mental health and just, you know, kind of like guys like, hey, you call the other, you call the entire United States a heartache, you know, and we don't have yeah. to. I mean, there's, there's, there's little children, there's kids that watch and they say, okay, well, you know, hey, my mom, my mom's like, hey, I, I can't eat, I can't do anything, you know, so this is how it is. I, you know, it's yeah. causing, not, you know, but that's just my, you know, I don't know. Well, the um, thing is, is that, I wanted to say, like, he, he it, the thing is, is that there's there's just a lack of sensitivity there. Um, there's 100% narcissism <clears throat> there. But the thing is, is that in the end, you know, there are a lot of people like him that have mental health il- um, illnesses or issues uh, who don't go and get help when, when when maybe they don't feel like anything is wrong. Sometimes when we have a mental health issue, we don't think that there's anything wrong. Or when you have a personality disorder, which is narcissism, essentially with personality disorders, um, they those disorders essentially don't affect the person. They affect everyone around them. So when you have somebody like that, it's like, I don't feel discomfort for being who I am. You do. So it's your issue, not mine. And, of course, there's no care there. When when, there, when they were pepper spraying children who were coming over um, for the refuge, he's like, oh, it's just same pepper spray that you can put on your pizza. It's not. If anyone, I'm from New York, uh, born and raised, if anyone uh-huh. is experienced, you can't. If you've ever been pepper sprayed, pepper spray takes on grown adults, uh, and, and you can never have that on a pizza. <laughs> you can't even mm. breathe it in, let alone to eat it. So right. you know there are different. There, there's definitely um, a, a, a mental health issue there. But the thing is, is when you have a mental health issue, is it, it, essentially it can be a mental health issue. But when it's everyone else's problem, and not yours, how much is of an issue is it for you? And how would that push you to change if you're not bothered by it? And that's his case. Uh, and another thing I want to bring up is when he um, when he was getting all these people and um, putting the placing them in certain um, areas of facilities where they were sleeping on the floor and. Uh, and their kids were separated from them, and, and, and now some of the – they don't even know where some of the kids are. They were all broken up. I mean, like, I, I asked myself, I, how were you feeling if you were sleeping there and, and your kids were – you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, these, these kids may never see their parents again or their families, and they, they're dealing with that. That is something else. That is a lot to put on a child of, of – you know, we're talking like adolescents. You know, uh, you know that is a lot on on a on a five or six year. It's a lot, and they may never see mom or dad again because they don't know where they are, and they, they were placed in cages. And some of them are here, and they, they worked so hard, they never did a crime while they were over here. They just want to provide for their families, and, and you're not 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 that they are together. You're separating them, so that makes it even worse. 
and and I, and I felt so bad for some of them. Like, oh my gosh, like, it's just like that's crazy. I you know I don't know. I don't. That in itself actually um, can create um, a mental illness. It's called borderline personality disorder, and it is Mm -hmm. borderline personality. One of the criteria is a separation from a parental figure at a young age, and it Mm -hmm. creates an intense um, level of abandonment, and Mm -hmm. you will find that as these children get older or they get into adolescence, then they oftentimes um, have issues with emotional stability, emotional regulation. So they will either love you or they devalue you. So they're like, oh, put you on a pedestal or, you know, feel like you're trash just by one thing, just by maybe saying no. And so it creates emotional instability and um, difficulty with regulating emotions because when you're at that age, Essentially, your caregiver is the one who helps to regulate your emotions, but when you're ripped away from that caregiver, that parental figure, then you do not have, you do not learn the healthy developmental skills to regulate your own emotions. And as adults, a lot of those people end up having tons of suicidal gestures, um, self-harm, so cutting themselves, uh, promiscuous sexual behavior because they're seeking that validation from another person or through um, promiscuity. So, yes, it can create uh, severe levels of emotional instability and mental health illnesses. I don't know. I thought about that. Um, If I may, uh, so I I go on to uh, the, uh, which I've been hearing so much about in uh, the the R. Kelly situation, I, I did see the documentary. I did, and um, I spoke with uh, um, I spoke with a social worker who I um, who I do I uh, participate in a lot of her uh, programs, her trainings and stuff. And she would one of the things that she stated was that um, it's possible be, uh, that that. Uh, monster as she stated was created or that individual was cre- that was created um because of the abuse that he received uh when she was young and um some in the, some that were in the training agreed and some disagreed what are your thoughts on that well I, and I'll tell you why there were some that agreed and some that disagreed because it's both so I'll mm-hmm. explain to you it's like four layers, but I'll explain to you the first part. So the people who agree, they're agreeing on what we call, so essentially it's nature versus nurture. So someone with pedophilia could develop pedophilia. So let me just, first let's just take a moment. Let me explain what is pedophilia so people can understand what pedophilia is. Pedophilia is a paraphilia. Paraphilia is sexual dysfunction, and paraphilia is categorized by sexual arousal or gratification or fantasizing or engaging in sexual behavior that is atypical or extreme. There are mm-hmm. many types of paraphilias. Pedophilia falls under the category. It is just like foot fetishes or voyeurism. Voyeurism is where people get um, a sexual arousal from spying on others 
in intimate settings or getting undressed. Foot fetishes, um, when you saw in one, in one of the videos or during the um, R. Kelly sex tape, he was urinating on one of the adolescents. Uh-huh. The thing is, or or the young adult, the, the thing is, is that urinating in during sex is a fetish. Now, the difference is, and it, they're all sexual dysfunctions, the difference is, is that some paraphilias, which is pedophilia is against the law because it's with unconsenting adults. There's another one called necrophilia. Um, necrophilia. So necrophilia is the sexual desire from corpse. So people who have sex with dead people. These are against the law. So those will put in jail versus if you're urinating on someone during sex with a consenting adult or you're, there's a foot fetish and stuff like that, with a consenting adult, then there is no issue. So going back to why people agree and disagree. So paraphilia can be something that people can develop a sexual dysfunction even mm-hmm. if they've never experienced sexual abuse. Or they can be someone who experienced sexual abuse and go on to be an advocate for it and never repeat the cycle. But there is a hot the yes part is that there's a higher likelihood that if you've experienced abuse in your past, that you have a higher likelihood of becoming a repeat offender, a pedophile yourself, if you had that experience. And I always talk about traditions. Traditions are passed down. There are some things that we do as a devil, and we don't even know why we do certain things, but it's like that. my mom always did this, or my dad always did this. Same way, and it shapes our development. Even when you think about morals, morals are shaped by people in your life as a kid. It shapes your thought process on what is good, what is bad, what is right to do. It shapes your moral compass. Same way with sex. If you're having sex, if you're being sexually abused as a kid, then it shapes your development around sex, and it, it shapes it in an abnormal way. So you have a higher likelihood of repeating that because that was something that you experienced, and it shaped you when your mind was still developing. And that's what pedophilia is, sexual attraction with underdeveloped prepubescent children or, young, or yes, and younger, um, younger adolescents. So, yes. I, I can see where people um, would have the part where they would say, yes, I agree with it. And then the part where people don't agree with it, because I think that people could say, well, you know what? There are tons of others who have had sexual abuse, and they didn't go that way. But I would tell you, um, abuse is like a bruise, and, and I give this analogy. In the end, I can hit my leg on the table. You can hit your leg on the table. You could never get a bruise, but under the skin, it's, it's always tender, and, and this is an issue that you carry on for life. I can have a big bruise on my leg, and it heals right away, and, and that, that spot is never tender. Abuse affects everybody differently, and it looks different, and it has longer-lasting effects on some and may not have the same effect on others. Now, um, so to say that, uh, what do you say based on, did you see the documentary? Yeah. I seen oh. clips. I didn't watch the entire documentary, mm-hmm. but I did, but I did see tons of clips and I watched a lot of, a lot of the individual interviews from the fam, like when they were on mm-hmm. talk shows or 
I watched right. a lot of those a lot of those interviews because they're a little bit more mm-hmm. candid. But right. yes, I did. I've seen a, a bunch. Mm-hmm. What What are your thoughts on it? Do you think that? Uh, I mean, this is. Do you think that he should uh, be punished for it, or do you think that he? When I when I was in the training and we talked about it, they stated that he should somehow, you know, what's happened I was you know some stated that he should go to jail and be you know, he he you know, some said that no, he should be he needs treatment, he needs help, he needs to um there's there's some things that needs to come out, he needs to talk and find out what's going on with him. And you have Bill said, no, you know, no, nothing wrong with him. He was very aware of what he knew he was doing, regardless of if he did, regardless of what happened in his life. He knew what he was doing. He's in the, you know, he's very aware because you know all the things that that these uh, victims, what they call, uh, spoke out, you know, and uh, so he was very aware of what he was doing, you know, regardless of if he was that that does not give him the right to uh, damage these other people's lives. And you have those who say, no, you know, we understand that, you know, but it's something wrong somewhere, and he needs to to help. So what do you think? What what are your uh, expertise? 100%. 100% he needs to be in jail. The thing is, is that for the people who say, oh, well, you know, he this, he's that, he needs help. The thing is, is that if it happened to your child, you would want him to be in jail. He could get help. Mm-hmm. He has to want to get help. People, he is a grown, grown, grown man and far more successful. He's very much so aware of what he's doing. He has a mental illness, but he he doesn't have a type of mental illness where he's unaware. He's very much Mm -hmm. so aware. And and essentially, he's even more aware because of what he's doing is a crime. So he has to do it in a way that's secret so he doesn't get caught. And, and, And he's been doing it this way for very many years. So he exercises his celebrity and efforts to, you know, to continue to commit the crime. So 100% he needs to be jailed because in the end, you you can treat the person if the person wants to get help. But you can't treat somebody that doesn't want to get help. If that's the case, we can say the same thing. Oh, you know, well, the people who are on drugs and they came and they robbed the house and they shot up the place because they wanted to get high. Oh, well, they shouldn't be in jail. They should be in rehab. Jail can be your rehabilitation. And, and, and that's it. You have to want <clears throat> to get help. He didn't want to get help. He's denying it. Essentially, um, um, with, with, with pedophilia, these kind of things, you know, it, he, he's not affected by it. It doesn't, it doesn't affect his life outside of the urges. And when the urges come, he needs to act on the urges versus, you know, being, saving a child. Yes, there's a mental health illness there, but any time, it doesn't matter mental health or illness or not. When someone has an addiction to alcohol, that's a mental health addiction is a mental health illness as well. But if you kill somebody and you or you're drunk driving and you get caught, you pay the consequence. And that's just it. You know, unfortunately, just because you have a mental illness doesn't mean it exonerates you from consequences. We have consequences in life, and that's how it goes. He, yes, he does need to get help, but he has to want to get help, and he doesn't want to get help. And that's it. He does 100% need to be in jail, and he needs to be registered as a sex offender because he is. He he doesn't want to get help, and and again, that's the thing that I think. And, and oftentimes, it's women who who can be the ones to oh, he needs to get help, provide the sympathy, 
And a lot of times the sad part is, and I would tell you, when I get a, cl- a lot of clients who, who come to therapy who are sexually abused and they kept it a secret, it's because of their mom. Their mom told them okay. to keep it a secret. Never tell their dad. It's women. And, and that is their upbringing, their breeding, and their way of catering to men. Or you've been brought up and you've seen that your dad is this treated your mom bad. You know, so it's like, oh, well, you know what? Let's minimize it. Let's provide some sort of nurturing when in the end, when you continue that and, and you provide that type of support and that platform for someone who is abusive, then you're an abuser too. Because in the end, you are supporting someone who is hurting others. So by proxy, you are hurting others too. Mm-hmm. So what do you so what do you uh, what do you think on those who are, uh, as far as his uh, uh, career goes, what do you think on those who still support his music? And, you know, what do you think on those who still support his, listen to his music, uh, still go to his uh, concerts? What do you think on those fans? What do you think on that? I think it's like they're like any other person who is lured by, you know, graphic things, criminals. You'd be surprised how many men go to jail for murdering and in a jail for life, and they're flooded with letters from women who find them and, and meet them in jail and marry them. You know, I'm not surprised. There are going to be people always who are fascinated by criminals. That is why there are so many mass shootings, because they create celebrity. When you think about cult, the, the Manson cult, the, he's in her history books. You know, this is something that we talk about in school. So ment- mm-hmm. mental health illnesses or when, when you're mass shootings and massacres and stuff like that, they, they make a celebrity out of the person. And that's the one thing that, that they're trying to change is not highlighting the, the uh, perpetrator or the abuser because that can actually fuel when people are seeking attention. Essentially, in our right. police case, people will go and listen to his music. Here's the thing. I think some people also struggle with their own issue where maybe they don't feel like there's anything wrong with it. Some people essentially don't feel like there's anything wrong with it. It's just been years that spousal abuse or wife rape was considered a crime before there was no such thing. Before a 27-year-old man can marry a 13-year-old woman, have a baby, and it wasn't an, or 13-year-old child, and it wasn't considered back in the day, and it wasn't considered something that is, is abuse. Now it's abuse. So in the end, there are a lot of people who will continue to support him and continue to follow him, A, because maybe they just don't care, or B, there's someone who do not, has not read the research or have not experienced that in life and don't know what the effects of sexual abuse is, or C, there's someone who has uncomfortability with seeing someone that they idolize be demonized when, when essentially it's his own cause and his own doing, and, and they don't feel comfortable with identifying him as a criminal, and they continue to listen to music. I would tell you, and this is this probably will be very candid. People play Michael Jackson music all the time, and he was a pedophile. So. I'm I'm 100% not surprised. It will continue to be that way. People support Trump, and he's a predator. So there will be a lot of people that continue to support predators because of their own personal stuff. Mm. I I don't know. Everything is – in in the – 
President of the R. Kelly uh, situation and the uh, the Bill Cosby situation. You know, it's like everything. Uh, and a lot, so many people had uh, so much sympathy for Cosby because of his age and his um, he losing his eyesight. And he was this guy. This man was a was like a father figure for a lot of individuals who watched him. You know, from the Cosby era. You know. And you know, some of them as a father figure, man, for that to happen, and then you know, some of them had, some of them had sympathy for him because of his age, and you know, he was partially blind. You know, uh, what are your thoughts on that as well? People have sympathy for a lot of people who do wrong because of their own mm-hmm. issues. In the end, the sad part is that it it took too, it took that long for him to get caught, essentially because he was a powerhouse. And mm-hmm. people use their money for power, and that's why. And and also, you got to remember the time in which he was really, really big. There were not a lot of there. There was not the Me Too movement. There was a lot of shame. There was a lot of people who keep these things, things secret, and so they were not mm-hmm. talked about it. But essentially, yeah, he is a father figure. The majority of abusers, sexual abusers, are men. Three to five percent of male men suffer from a sexual dysfunction. So yeah, it was a father figure because again, most of the abuse happens with men. You would be surprised how many fathers are molesting their own children, and the wives are keeping it a secret. I mean, the thing is, is that he was an abuser. In the end, you commit a crime, you pay the time. You do that. You do. You pay the time. And, and the sad part is, is it, it happened this late. He should have paid the time years ago. When when people were affected, mm-hmm. and, and but again it was not it wasn't as supported as it is now. So people are coming out later because they know that they have the support. But a lot of people victim shame, and they shame people for someone else's action. How are you shaming someone that that was abused? Why not put that responsibility on the abuser? And again, uh-huh. people protect abusers. That that's how it's able to happen. That's how abuse is protect, perpetuated because they're protected. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a lot to think on, and you know it's it's it, it's you know I, I don't know you know you, I guess you know it's 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 the world it's the world we live in today, and you be and you know sometimes you know you when all stuff come all this is coming out now, and you're like I would never expect you know, but sometimes you know you can't. You can't just say how a person looks or how a person acts. You never suspect. You never know what no one's doing behind closed doors. You never know what's going on in an individual's life. You know. You never know. You never know, and yeah. that's why people have to be mindful. Be mindful. Um, for those out there listening, you have to make sure that you're doing background checks. You're checking up on people. Check to see if, if, if this person that you're dating, check their profile, look at their Instagram, read their comments. If they don't have social media, check sex register list. Look to check, see if they if they have a criminal mm-hmm. background. Because if you would do that, you would you would save your life. You would save your life. You're not doing the research. Where but we have our inhibition so lowered and your trust level so high and people are so naive that you're not paying attention. Sexual predators are not the one that looks creepy. It's the one that Mm -hmm. looks flamboyant, that's inviting, that's social, the life of the party. That's how they lure people in and people have to be mindful Mm -hmm. of that. Folks can be deceiving. I'm sorry, can you say that again? 
I said looks can be deceiving. Yes. One hundred percent looks can be deceiving. One hundred percent. And you have to think, uh, being a predator, they don't. Have, there's no face. There's no face to mental illness. There is no face to a mental illness. Pedophilia, paraphilias are mental disorders categorized under sexual dysfunctions. There is no face. So you have to look at someone's history in order to create a picture for yourself. If you don't and you're not mindful and you're not vigilant about that, then you can become the next victim. You're the next prey. Right. But, you know, I want to I wanna bring you back on a, a another day, a later day, another day to um, kind of discuss uh, another topic on um, uh for uh, what is I'm looking for? Uh, for those who for uh, uh, for those who I'm getting a lot of um, because I I was the one I experienced myself recently. Um, for those for grief, and okay. I was the one who, if I could just stay for a couple of seconds, I I lost my mom uh, this past August, uh, not from an illness, but from uh, my mom was killed, and. Um, she was hit by a taxi cab uh, leaving work, and the cab kept going. And my mom died instantly in the air. She got not all the way up in the air from the impact, and she died instantly. You know, so uh, although people, a lot of people would say, oh, "Tim, you're back at work, you're doing," you know, but it doesn't affect me. Yes, but I still manage to get up every morning and still go back to you know. But you know, you have your uh, you have your moments. You know, you have your moments. So, and I'm, and I got a lot of emails here on the show. You know, a lot of similarities. Sometimes they were shot. They were, you know. So that's another. So I'll, I can have you back on, a, you know, another day to discuss that as far as grief counseling. But I know you, is that that area that you focus on or no? Yes. Yeah. Because grief is a form of trauma. Everybody mm-hmm. grieves differently. Everybody grieves mm-hmm. differently, and, and and I think essentially people, if they do it the right way, if they grieve and they follow the proper steps in the beginning, but, but in the end, some people are not in a place where they can get help uh, mentally. Right. Some people, it, it depends on everybody's life, and everybody grieves. Everyone's grief looks different. Some people say, oh, my gosh, she went to the club when her husband died. Well, her grief is different than yours. Not everyone is in right. effect. Some people don't feel anything. Some people are numb. Feeling numb is a is a is a um a symptom of depression just as much as over feeling too much being overly emotional not having any emotions at all it's depression as well and so yes I would love to come back to discuss that and educate people on the stages of grief and what the different stages look like you let me know and I'll come back and continue to educate your listeners on uh, the mind of mental health. Right. I thank you so much. It's always a privilege to have you on. And um, happy New Year! And, I, uh, and uh, how, how was your? How, how, I, I think we talked about that. But I think we uh, a few days before the holiday. But happy New Year to you! And um, I look forward to having you back on really soon. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. Take care. All right. Thanks to Magina Carter for coming on the show. A great, great uh, therapist who's a student expert in the field of mental health. I love having her on. We uh, discuss so many topics. I'm um, so grateful to uh, answer a lot of the questions that you guys are having. I'm looking at your emails now and your texts, and um, 
a lot of you guys have been a great response. So she's always, she's really, truly excellent. You can find out more information about her. Um, Regina Carr, just type Google her information, and she's a uh, private practice. So all you guys who are interested, who lives in uh, the California area where she's um, located, you guys can, uh, uh, if she takes your, uh, your health care insurance, please make an appointment to see her. She's um, truly great, great, great individual. Um, I'm going to leave you with a track by uh, Quick Black, and I thank you so much for listening and tuning in to the show today. Um, if more information about the show, email to timothyhatcher at gmail.com, and one of the staff members here at the show will get back to you um, and for also your uh, phone request or anything that you like to uh, discuss here on the show or anything, comments, concerns, just email timothyhatcher at gmail.com, and again, one of the staff members will get back to you. It's Codex Black. Thank you so much, Regina Carr, for coming on the show. Once again, a great, great individual, a friend to our show. Love you. Stay up straight strong. Have a blessed day. God bless. DA got that dope. Ice water turn Atlantic. Night calling in a phantom. Told them, hold it, don't you panic. Took an island, start the mansion. Drop the roof, more expansion. Drive a coupe, you can stand it. Run the cover. I'm an acting city lover. Guess we all meant for each other. Now that all the dogs free. And we out in these streets. Can you do it? Can you pop it for me? Pull up in the demon on guard. Looking like I still do fraud. Flying private jet with the rod. You said Z. You said Z. Pull up in the demon on guard. Looking like I still do fraud. Flying private jet with the rod. Blow the brains out the coop. Polly wanna talk, but I'm on mute. I'ma bust her wrist out cause she cute. Got on that yacht, I've been on pool. She an addict, addict, addict for the lifestyle in the paddock. Big daddy, how you ever felt Chanel fabric? I be drippin' to death, I need a casket. And we got more stress in the rough and foul tackle. In the middle of the field, like David Beckham. I'm on, I'm on locked up for real, I'm tryna help him. When I got a meal, got me the chills, don't know what happened. Pop, pop, do what you feel, I'm on that zombie. I'm more like a Taffy, I'm not no Gundy. Hey. I'm more like I'm David Goliath running. Hey. Hey. Be cloning, I find it funny. Clone. <laughs> we finna now, straight at the dungeon. We finna now. I go in the mouth, because of me nothing. <laughs> Three hundred the watches out of your budget. <laughs> me mugging got me clutching. <laughs> yeah, and it stick right out of Russia. I ain't trying to turn Atlantic. Night calling in a phantom. Told them hold it, don't you panic. Took an yeah. island, flood the mansion. Drop the roof, more expansion. Drive a coupe, you can stand it. Slip. It's undercover. In the I'm an acting city lover. Big. Guess we all meant for each other. Now that all the dollars free. Yeah, yeah. And we out in these streets. Right. Can you do it? Can you pop it for me? Pull up in a demon on guard. Looking like I still do fraud. Flying private jet with the rod. It's a Z. It's a Z. Pull up in a demon on guard. Looking like I still do fraud. Flying private jet with the rod. It's a Z. And a hell cat cause I'm a hell raiser Self made, I don't owe a damn favor When you get that money, keep your heart I'm sliding in, I'm cooping, got no key to start I got to follow me and BET awards When your well run dry, you know you need me for it When I pull up in the Buick, you know what I'm doing If the police get behind me, fleeing, then you lose Sleeping on the pallet, turn me to a savage I'm a project baby, now I stay in Calabas Like I'm still surfing, like I'm still jacking I be sipping on it, trying to keep balance Take that Z-Walk, dick it with my Reebok I don't say much, I just let the heat
Fraud, flying private jet with the rod. It's that Z, it's that Z. 